actually I had this wasn't what I was gonna tell you, but I had an encounter with a crab you might have seen on my oh. Instagram story. Wait, no, I missed this. <laughs> it's just like there was this crab that just went like scuffling uh-huh. above my head while I was laying there. <gasps> and I was just like zooming in on it in my Instagram story and I was literally like, Well, yeah, this is cancer season. Welcome to the fifth element. A podcast for people seeking intimate connection with their innermost self through holistic healing, cosmic consciousness, and radical rebirth. We hope each episode is an opportunity for listeners to join the collective journey towards intuition and integration. So speaking of things that uh, move with the tides um, and aren't static and, you know, always flowing, we return to our dear friend, the Enneagram, which is our favorite tool for empathy in which it accounts for all of your changing moods and seasons Mm -hmm. of life. Um, And today we're going to go in depth with the types. Yeah, we're actually going to talk about the types instead of uh, (laughs) dancing around them. Um, I I don't even remember where I read this or who I told, but it was something the effect of like that episode was like the drunk history of the Enneagram, except we were sober. And I think it was I had had coffee like very early that morning and caffeine doesn't affect me for like 10 to 12 hours after I consume it. So I can never really like plan ahead. I'm always just like, oh, I want some coffee, but I never drink coffee before the caffeine. I usually drink decaf, but I hadn't that day. And 10 hours later we were recording and bouncing off the walls. Like I loved it because like, you're not usually like that. Like chaotic. (laughs) Right. And like, I feel like I, I was like, okay, I don't want to be chaotic, so I'm going to let Keely, like, take, like, Keely's good at, like, structuring things and, like, grounding them and, like, being logical. Yeah, it was the first, it was was the first time for an episode I had, like, a 10-page outline. It was, like, all my Enneagram notes because I, like, talk about it a lot. Yeah, you have so many. Yeah, it, yeah. And I literally was wild. Anyways, um, hope you enjoyed it. Hope you all went and took your Enneagram tests or looked up the different types and you know all about them. Here we go. But if you don't, we're going to dive right into them. Um, So yeah. So shall we start with type nine? Let's do it. Alrighty. Also, let me just mention that we released our Enneagram episode on as our ninth episode, which was just divine orchestration. Because, yeah. Wow. Classic. Right. Love to see it. All right. So um, if we do recall, a little recap from um, two episodes ago when we talked about the Enneagram. Um, the Enneagram is a model of nine different personality types. Um, and you have a dominant type. And that would be one singular one. And then you can have a wing, which is a number on either side of that number. Again, you cannot be a four wing seven. Or a nine wing (laughs) six or a three wing eight. It's just not a thing. Mm -hmm. You're, you can be a two wing three or a two wing one. You can Mm -hmm. be a four wing five or a four wing three. Only numbers on either side. Um, So 
we're going to go right through. We're going to start with nine because nine is at the, if you look at the Enneagram model, it goes kind of in a circle. And so nine is at the top at like the 12 o'clock spot. Um, and it is known as the peacemaker or the mediator, the balancer of all of the other um, types. I keep mm-hmm. wanting to say signs because we talk about that in astrology. I know. Well, I was just going <laughs> to, I'll just like riff on whatever you say. I was going to um, throw in that in astrology, I think of type nines as like uh, both a Taurus and Libra archetype, mm-hmm. kind of the peacemaker. They're focused on harmony, um, seeking like comfort and seeking to bring people together. For sure. Yeah, I definitely always think of nines and Libras. And Libra, if we look at the house system, there are 12 houses. Libras rule the seventh house, which falls right in the middle of mm. um, the house systems. Obviously yeah. not perfectly in the middle like type nines. But um, but yeah, definitely all about like balance and um, peace and things like that. So um, if we look at the character of type nines, they're usually easygoing. They're the self-effacing types. Um, some words used to describe them are they're receptive, they're reassuring, agreeable, complacent sometimes. And each type has a basic fear and a basic desire. And um, the fears indicate maybe like wounds, um, not the specific childhood wounds that are associated with each type. We won't go into those today, but each type has a childhood wound. Um, And this lends to, there are some theories about like, oh, you're born into like you come into this world already having a type and then there Mm -hmm. are other theories that are like, no, it's something it's like, uh, nature versus nature versus nature, nature versus nurture, et cetera. Um, so the childhood wound theory kind of like lends itself more to the, you develop this personality because of your circumstances and like how you were raised, things like that. Anyways. So the basic fear of type nine is, um, loss fragmentation or separation Mm -hmm. um and yeah so they're always trying to like balance things keep people like being happy they're um they don't like confrontation they don't like conflict Mm -mm. um things like that (laughs) Emily is shaking her head I have so many nines in my life and I'll tell you why I love it and hate it sometimes which is so interesting because I am struggling to think of like really yeah I've had two bosses that are nines okay but yeah other than that no nines. which is so, interesting I had one too in that it's an interesting place for a supervisor yeah I mean in. both of mine have been in ministry too which makes yeah sense to have nines in that kind of um capacity but yeah. I mean like the beauty of nines is like they they see the world as like every person has value. Mm-hmm. And so they're so good at like making space for everyone to be involved in the conversation. They're very inclusive. Yes. So inclusive, so welcoming. Like they want everyone to have a seat at the table and have the same arm's length of reach to the food in the middle, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, but then, you know, each sign or each, each sign, each type has um, like, the levels of health that we talked about in a couple in two episodes ago um about like at their healthiest that's what nines are is that mm-hmm. they're bringing people together they're letting everyone have a voice they're you know 
just being so like great and bringing people together for the sake of peace and company. But at an unhealthy level, it's like, okay, I, I can't be around anyone who's in conflict. I like can't speak my mind. I need to merge with others. And, um, I'd have no idea who I am because I'm constantly trying to bring other people into the conversation and hear what they have to say. Um, and withdrawing from not only conflict, but connection at that mm, point. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it's easier to cut all of that off um, rather than face separation or loss as their fear. Yeah, basic fear, loss, fragmentation, separation. And then their basic desire, what they're ultimately moving towards is wholeness, inner stability, and peace of mind. Mm-hmm. And so then it also adds another layer of kind of um, like not spirituality, but I guess spirituality or just like the metaphorical nature of the construction of the Enneagram shape we talked a lot about previously of the outer shape involved in Enneagram is the circle and nines are the only people on the like on the halfway mark of like the top or bottom of the circle because there's nobody at the bottom. It's just nines at the top. So they're balancing either side like the scales of a Libra would. Um, And but to be kind of the hallmark starting point of mm-hmm. the the circle, which represents wholeness and unity for the whole Enneagram. Yeah. So the nines are in their power, in their integrity, living out themselves the best. They are setting into motion the wholeness of society. Mm, I like that. Yeah. yeah. So nines, not saying it all hinges on you, it always on you, but... You're right. going to, when you create a space of wholeness and, um, like being like stepping into your power and living out your best life, you make a space for all these other types to come together and they see the model that you've established. They see the mm-hmm. table that you've set and they want to show up. Mm-hmm. And they, with their basic desire being inner peace they try to achieve that through creating external peace, which mm-hmm. is not is not always conducive. Like they don't always match. And if we think of it like in astrology terms, Taurus is really focused on creating like external comforts, but mm. their polar sign is Scorpio, which is all inner transformation and like inner peace and mm-hmm. that inner solitude. So something that nines could do is tap into those uncomfortable places within themselves instead of fleeing from comfort outside of themselves to like integrate further into that. Cause you can only create an inclusive space if you can bring all of people to the table, not just their like peace and like niceness. Right. Totally. Um, yeah. I mean, I just keep going with this metaphor of like the table of like, nines are hosting the dinner party they're sitting Mm -hmm. at the head of the table it's a potluck but like if people know like you you've got weak cooking skills they're not motivated to bring the best i don't know why baklava came to my mind like (laughs) whatever (laughs) whatever food right like if they know like oh this is going to be a good and fancy dinner party like i gotta whip out my best souffle well this is you know getting too much but that makes a lot of sense i i the thing that i love about nines is they are very like non-judgmental and accepting which as a type one is like such a breath of fresh air and i think why type 
there are so many like important type nines in my life because Mm -hmm. they just like allow me to be myself and I have like very strong like opinions and like beliefs and thoughts and they're so one thing that I remember reading or hearing about type nines was they base their like opinions off of like hearing other people's input first Mm -hmm. so like a type nine gets to know how they feel about something by hearing like how you feel about it first Mm -hmm. and so as a type one with like many strong thoughts and feelings about things like I learned so much from nines like walking in that decision making process as we're like talking about things um and also just like creating that safe inclusive space for me to go to and just be um this non-judgmental accepting presence that is like such a a listening ear like nines are such good listeners yeah. And I really value their opinions because they they get to them through deep like discernment and they don't make they're the center of the gut triad which we talked about last mm-hmm. time where they're not connected from their gut in the way that like they need to be in their true power. So that gut instinct is not always accessible to them. Um but they follow their intuition so like steadfast steadfastly if that's a word um and i really appreciate that yeah and it's interesting because i feel like there are again two camps of people in that like people who when they're talking about the different types always start with one because it's the first number so like we're gonna Mm -hmm. start there and people who start with nine because it's at the top and so it's interesting that even that minor kind of detail of okay nine is at is the last numerically it's the last in the order so it listens mm. to what everyone before it kind of like Pisces being I was the just last thinking that Zodiac. yeah yeah and like but not bearing the weight of everyone before it like a Pisces would but like still learning from okay what has everyone else said who has everyone else shown up as so it's, yeah but they're again at the top of the at the top of the model of the Enneagram. So it's, it's, they, they have the, the voice to Capacity, be that person. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they're hosting the party, but they're the last person to sit down at the table. Yeah. Yeah. When you said head of the table, I was like, maybe when everyone else is like seated, speaking content mm-hmm. and like, you know, but they would definitely be like, the host make they'd be the mediator making sure everyone's like mingling and they're they're happy when everyone else in the room is at peace and mm-hmm. happy which is such an amazing trait mm-hmm. you know and you would think you would think initially like oh that's a two thing and you'll hear why like when we get to two right but it's it's not it's like no. the nine Different is intention. the one putting in the work the planning ahead of time to make sure everyone like the seating chart is arranged, yes. right? That like everyone's going to be sitting next to someone that they feel comfortable talking yes. to and it's going to have a good time because then they'll have a good time because then yep. they can, they don't have to spend their time diffusing conflict or being worried yep. about that. They can spend their time enjoying being there because the nines disintegrate to type six, which is the loyalist. And when you disintegrate to a number, you have a point of integration and disintegration. Disintegration is the point you go to under stress um again like we talked about previously um or you know when you're in like 
kind of like fight or flight mode, like where do mm-hmm. you go? What unhealthy traits do you assume from that point? So they assume the qualities of six, the unhealthy qualities, which is like just riddled with anxiety and yep. um, paranoia. Uh huh. And so that's where nines go. Like when there is conflict, they don't know what to do and they like freeze up and they get anxious and they can't act. Whereas when they're in a place of security or growth, they go to three, which is the achiever, all about action and, mm-hmm. you know, accomplishment and seeking the highest good and all these things. Um, and so, yeah, so that's where nines want to be. Mm-hmm. Wow, I've never thought about nines so much. <laughs> no offense, nines. I just don't really know that many. I think about them so much. Um, <laughs> I think I, I also have a, a nine wing, but... Um, well, my one, my two and nine wing are pretty equal, but yeah, you can definitely tell how a type nine is doing by like how much action they're taking in their life. Like, are they, you know, cause type nines love and are really good at like relaxing and resting and creating that space for themselves, um, to integrate all of that. Like my friend, Aaron, who's a type nine is like, I need space to just like sit and look at a wall for like multiple minutes a day and just like let everything integrate, which is so beautiful and people should be doing that more. But also it can quickly, like a type nine can really be prone to like zoning out and just like checking out of their body and out of that instinctive gut center, Mm -hmm. um, which is like the driving force and like the action to being like in your physical body which is that gut triad so definitely moving towards the achiever um is what a type nine is here to do but in their type nine way and lens and motivation oh my gosh amazing yeah all right all right nines you didn't have to wait till the end there you are Oh, but they'd be so happy to do so because they want to make sure everyone else is happy for you. <laughs> well, don't worry. We'll give time to them all. Yes. Um, okay. So moving on to type ones. It's me. <laughs> it's me, the type one. Um, this is Emily's type, her dominant type. Type one. So known as the reformer, sometimes the idealist, the perfectionist, which I don't like that one, that little... But, like, Summer. I resonate with that, I mean, I think most ones do, but... Yeah. Um, they are the rational, idealistic types. Um, they're principled, purposeful, self-controlled. Um, their basic fear is corruptness, wrongness, or imbalance. And their basic desire is goodness, integrity, and balance. So, True. yeah, there's so much crossover between ones and nines yeah, in that respect are. of, like, balance. But one nines is for the sake of peace and ones is for the sake of, like, goodness, rightness, justice. Like, ones yeah. are the reformers pursuing justice and truth and doing the right thing. They just have this, like, innate duty to do what's good and what's right and... Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but like fear of. Oh, I will correct you if I'm wrong because I'm a type <laughs> one. <laughs> fear of misstepping. Yes, yes. I think type nines like they seek to. They seek justice for. 
uh, like, or they seek peace and justice and integrity for themselves through the collective and type ones seek peace, justice, and integrity for the collective through like the channel of themselves. Mm. Um, yeah. Sorry, this is a very reflective episode, everyone. We are really, really counteracting our chaotic energy from last time. Um, yeah. But yeah, we had the, like two-hour conversation before recording this episode, so <laughs> we're in the thick of it. Yeah, type ones, yeah, they, they want to be – integrity is a word I really have adopted over the past year and a half, and I think I really stepped into um, – my type oneness in that way and, and seeing it as wanting to be an in integrity rather than like wanting to not do the wrong thing because I think that's kind of a not helpful way of framing it because then you're just like always looking through the negative whereas like seeking integrity is helping you to look through more of a positive and boundaried lens rather than just like always trying to not like walk on eggshells or not like do the right thing or do the wrong thing. Do you have like one, like an example of something in your life that you were just like, that was the most one thing I've ever done? Yeah. All the time. I mean, my two job quitting experiences. Um, so both organizations that I have worked for, um, I like went in with a lens of already wanting to reform things Mm -hmm. and a type very type one thing that I'm aware of is I walk into a room or a situation or even like yeah mostly just a space or situation and I can very quickly and accurately call out everything that isn't functioning well or everything that's not going right and Mm -hmm. so and that I've I've learned like when to obviously say things and what not to, but in the organizations that I was a part of, it was working both times with people who uh, are marginalized and like my role both times was in in through my lens, I was like, well, I need to do the right thing by these people and like seek justice um, in a way that I can, like, through my privilege, and so both times were times where I really felt like I needed to stay to fight and reform within these systems that I was, like, drawn to as a one, because I was drawn to, like, reform the corrupt, um, but both times my personal integrity has, like, taken over, and I have, like, reached the point where I'm, like, okay, I'm kind of being almost too much in my like nine and two wings and like losing track of myself by trying to just like uh be everything for everyone and be a little bit of like a hero which can be like the type two kind of like savior or like type nine like not speaking up for fear of losing like some of that collective harmony and I think uh this is complicated to explain but yeah just like having to choose my integrity and do like the right thing through myself. And that has 
not always been like the right thing in other people's eyes, particularly when they're in these systems of being like, well, like we need you. And we, I always like hear like, we need your vision. Like we need people like you in these systems. And yeah, it's been a pattern for me in my job situation. So now I work for myself. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's the internal conflict of wanting to be a part of these systems. And we talked about this with the episode on mobilizing your privilege of like, it's hard to change a system when you're fighting against it outside of it. So, you know, there's this degree of wanting to be in the system so as to create change from the inside out, but also that's the conflict, the internal conflict of, okay, but now I'm aligning myself with this institution, with this company, with this organization. And so is that, is that me neglecting my integrity in some way? Oh my gosh, you just articulated that so well. Thank you. Yeah, there's like this knee-jerk reaction to be like in systems that need reforming because that is what I'm really good at. Mm-hmm. But then it's this battle because then I, I am no longer, yeah, I'm out of integrity with myself. But at the same time, how do I use that integrity in my skills? Because every every job that I've held or every like leadership position, people have always said, and this is a very type one thing, like you have a really good eye for like getting to the root of what the issue of things Mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. And I can see past everything and just get to like, this is what you need to change. And that can come off and it has come off to people who have like worked in these organizations or places for years and years and they don't have that lens. And they're like, who is this person coming in? But then when I leave, the whole place goes up in flames and just like starts to reform everything and and is like, oh, wait, she was right. And my therapist said it the other day. She's like, wow, you're really just entering these places and just like dropping bombs and leaving. And I was like, truly, yes. I mean, it's kind of an Aquarius thing. Right. I I mean, not necessarily like the bomb dropping but like seeing things in terms of mm-hmm. systems and root causes and like wanting to change things not for the sake of being contrarian as Aquarians are often labeled or like argumentative but for the sake of no I just see how this could work better and I am thinking ahead of my time Aquarians the water bearers pouring forth like the waters of humanity like always looking to the future like wanting to be like no I see more of the picture than you see and I like want to bring you into that right people aren't always ready and that's okay it's just frustrating and I didn't realize that most people don't have this like internal monologue 24 7 of things that they should be doing better and like to improve themselves in the world around them and so it's always like so shocking to me when I have to bring these things up to I don't know my CEO and it's like oh, I've never thought about that or like that just isn't something that's on their mind. And like as a type one, every single minute of every day is like, how can I like improve myself and how can I get better? And like in a really sick way, like stamp the corruptness or like defective defective Mm. side of me out, um, which then takes me to me making sure I'm really intentional about integrating to type seven, which is the enthusiast. And really like, that's the best 
thing a type one can do is to play and be creative and be free and spontaneous and not live in this like really rigid state of seeing everything that is wrong. Like I'm, I'm literally in a corner of my apartment right now looking at a wall because I just got home from a trip and like I haven't unpacked and I don't want to be staring at my suitcase the whole time knowing that like, oh, I should be unpacking or like I need to clean my room because that will just plague my thoughts. Well, and but that's also on a world scale. Like I'm like, I need to like smash the patriarchy. <laughs> like it's not just my to-do list of like my day and how to like improve myself. It's like the world is my priority of improvement. <laughs> right. Well, and if I may tie this to astrology, um, once more of like that integration to seven, this like playful, exciting, like, you know, just wanting to do all the things type, uh, type is that's like your Leo rising, like all Mm -hmm. about play and creation and creativity and fun. So like, you got that built into you. You got some little built in integration. Yeah. We love to see it. Business name, Leo Rising Birthkeeping. Follower on Instagram. True. Side true, true. Yeah. Um, and then the disintegration for type ones. Yes. Type ones disintegrate to a type four. Um, uh, what does that look like for you? For me, that looks like playing really emo music on the piano and like the thought that goes through my mind when I know I'm disintegrating is when I'm like, no one understands me. Like no one knows what I'm going through and like a very isolated. so type four. Yeah. Right. But it makes sense why one would think that, right? Because they're the Uh ones who can like see and they're the ones that think they know the exact right thing to do and the exact right path. So then when they're inevitably met with you know, that's not a realistic thing to expect everyone to get on board with, like, your vision. Then they're like, nobody understands me. I'm so, like, unique and, like, (laughs) yeah. But I've I've also learned to take some of the beautiful traits of a type four, which is that, like, creativity and beauty and individuality. So, that's why I try to like channel that into like more creative energy or um, just like more self-compassion. Right. Oh, and you have just um, spoken such a powerful insight that we are listeners giving away the secrets of the Enneagram that we have, you know, trudged through mm-hmm. after many years with it is true integration is being able to integrate in spite of disintegration. Mm-hmm. So like the disintegrate, the points of disintegration for each type are where you go when you're under stress and not just like, yeah. Oh, I'm stressed out about like this project I have to do or this homework assignment or like going to work or whatever. It's like any sort of any experience in your life that is, you know, putting pressure on you or anxiety or is difficult, anything and those are unavoidable. They're going to keep happening. Yep. Um, and so how do we cope with that 
in spite of it. And so that's when we look to your integration point of like, okay, what tools can I use from this number to help me integrate while I'm disintegrated? Yeah. And how can I move to the healthy qualities of my point of disintegration, that type, when I go there? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I used to think, well, I mean, we'll move to twos next, but, and I can talk about it there, but anything else with type ones? Mm. What would you want people to know about type ones that maybe they don't? Or like, um, what's an assumption of ones? I think, I think know? what I, I think what I said earlier with like, everything that we say and give like criticism or feedback like my knee-jerk reaction and I've really been trying to work on this is to like give advice like unsolicited and that is a an asset that a lot of these like situations and leadership positions that I've been in um that helps me but in relationships obviously that's not like helpful all the time Mm -hmm. um but I think it's it's always that a type one has so thoroughly vetted themselves for any sense of like um, non-congruence in their own integrity that pretty much you can trust that anything that they're saying has been like thoroughly thought through with how they live their life. And they're a very like gut oriented person. So they're not sitting there waiting to think of what to say, but like the way that they have designed themselves as a person is very like in integrity so although it might come off as like criticism or feedback it's so self-directed first and they're so like internally critical that Mm -hmm. any criticism that comes out is really just a reflection of like a tenth of what's going on inside Wow. Which is like such a sad note to end on and I'm definitely disintegrating <laughs> right now. Well, um, okay, but I am having, I'm theorizing in real time okay, right now, love this. which is um, because I'm thinking about, and again, this is me using astrology and the Enneagram to kind of like mutually inform each other because they're both circular models and have a like sense of direction. And so when we think of the wheel of the Zodiac, we think of like, oh, Aries is the first sign and like traditionally associated with like the most youthfulness, like when you're like born into the world. And then by the time we get to Pisces, it's like old and wise and like refined, things like that. And so I'm thinking with the Enneagram, at least within the triads, when we talked about like the center type being so kind of enmeshed in that triad that it's disconnected from it. Mm -hmm, But I'm mm -hmm. thinking of the type to the right Specifically, I'm thinking 891, the gut triad. So just say like, okay, nines are like so in it, they're kind of like disconnected from it and have to intentionally put themselves in it. Ones to the right are, have that gut reaction and they know what's right, but it's a more like discerned and internalized things. Where then as eight, it's just like an outward kind of gut reaction Mm -hmm. that comes right out. And so, and then I look at um, the heart triad, two, threes, fours, threes, the center one being slightly disconnected. And then fours, it's a much more like internalized, like discerning of feeling. And then twos, it's like, oh, I'm going to act on my like heart instinct immediately. Yeah. Well, and the, the feelings 
of each triad, like the gut triad is fueled by anger. And the mm-hmm. nines, nines deny their anger, eights act on their anger, and ones repress their anger. And so it's like so present, but they they don't deny it, but they keep it like at a simmering level of resentment and frustration and like rage that is directed mm-hmm. both inward and then like outward at different systems that are corrupt. Wow. Yeah. yeah so I guess I the, the one thing to know about the one is that there's always just a level of rage bubbling beneath the surface. <laughs> well, and a lot of the time it's rage at injustice. Oh, yeah. All the time. Yeah. Which, go back and listen to our precedented times episode. Yeah, yeah, I popped out with that. True. (laughs) One of our listeners asked... And you hear the rage. Right. One of our listeners asked, is Emily ever not angry about something? (laughs) (laughs) So the answer is no. Oh, wow. It is. But it's all in her. directed to myself first, so don't worry. Wow. And again, this is why the Enneagram is a tool for empathy, because as we learn, like, why people react to things that they do, or why they do what they do, how they navigate the world, it's always, like, a reflection and projection of their internalized kind of yeah. like, core wounds. And so when you can see that, it's like right. when you would hear, like, growing up, or I don't even know that I've heard it growing up, but, like, heard it on TV shows or whatever, of, like, oh, the kid who bullies is the most insecure, or, like, whatever. But, yeah, like, yeah. here we are telling you. Yeah, hurt yeah. people, hurt people. I've heard that one. Yeah, things like that. Yeah, it's kind of like your your wound with your type is, okay, this is another theory in real time. But, yeah, that that kind of makes me think, like, the wound of your type is also what you're trying to like heal in the world. So, oh my ones... gosh, like the Enneagram is Chiron. <gasps> wow. The asteroid that's like arriving in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for a little context for people, um, Chiron <laughs> is an asteroid. This is another astrology combo. Um, known as the wounded healer and we talk about this one a lot in when we do birth chart readings you can sign up in the link below um in the show notes the wounded healer of like the wounds you carry into this life and is a blind spot for you mm. and so you work to heal them in other people or kind of like project them in a way without actually and like through the, your healing of other people or like helping them on their journeys, you're doing that healing work for yourself, but you're not ever actually literally addressing it. Right. Until you intentionally shift your focus to it. Like ones try to create justice in the world because they think there is something wrong with themselves. themselves. Nines try to create outer peace because they feel s- separated from their they feel inner world and their inner peace. Yeah. Ah, <gasps> Keely, we just like cracked the code. Okay, wow. so type twos. <laughs> How does that apply? <laughs> oh, let me count the ways. Um, so the type twos, uh, you'll remember from the last episode, uh, I am a type two, 
Um, and type twos are known as the helpers or the supporters. Um, and they are the caring interpersonal type. They see the whole world through the lens of relationship. They're always looking to merge with people and be in partnership. Um, and help others and be caring and serving in so many ways. Um, they're like the Cancer Virgo energy, if we're equating mm -hmm. to astrology for those who are interested. Um, they're generous, demonstrative, people-pleasing, and possessive. Um, their basic fear, <laughs> their basic fears of being unwanted and unworthy of love, and their basic desire is to be and know, to be loved and to know love. Yeah, so that makes sense, too, of, like, if you don't think you're worthy, like, if you don't think you're worthy of love, you're going to try to convince others that they are. It's literally yeah. Chiron. I know. And that's, like, what twos do. Uh -huh. They, like, create such love and nurture. They nurture people. And they give, give, give them themselves. So twos right. at their healthiest, I think we talked about this last time, but, like, just briefly – Twos at their healthiest are these super selfless giving people that bring people together and um, like interpersonally and like in relationship and they're just so generous and kind and like loving and you see a lot of twos in lines of work like social work and teaching and ministry and things like that. Um, but when they're unhealthy, the motivating factor is they want something in return. Because ultimately, yeah. if we look at their basic fear, it's like they want to be loved. They don't, like, they need to know that they're worthy of that. And so yeah. they'll do whatever it takes. They'll be manipulative. They'll do things surely for the sake of getting something in return. And, like, oh, my gosh, I can spot an unhealthy two a mile away now because I'm, I like, mean, yeah. <laughs> listen, twos at their healthiest are, like, the best people ever. But, like, if you're unhealthy or disintegrated, they are, Boy. And like, that is how aimless like do-gooders that are just like I I want this to be reciprocated back to me or like people who uh, people who like gift giving is their love language and they okay, give so me. much and no I know but here's the thing it's like <laughs> when you give me gifts I'm not well I still get stressed out because I'm like my initial reaction is like I know Emily put thought and intention into this gift and now I have to give her something back that's even better so she knows how much I love her oh yeah that's all for you but it's literally like months <laughs> of me like searching the internet being like what am I gonna get her it has to be good like if giving is her love language first of all but second of all she gave me such a good intentional gift like right especially especially like yeah knowing that it's like the way someone feels loved and like type two is wanting to fulfill that for someone yeah wow yeah and also, so type twos disintegrate to a type eight, which uh -huh. is, which is how like I can always, the, so I have the most people in my life are type nines and type twos. And several of them have like in the past d been deciding whether they were a type nine or a type two. And I can always tell by like, okay, when you disintegrate, do you become this like hyper confrontational, like person who's ready to just like fight for what they love and like defend which is such a positive trait but it's that's a two disintegrating to a type eight they become uh -huh. like this like mama bear like don't mess with the people that i care about or like they will defend themselves mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Which is great. That's for sure me. And I'm a two. <laughs> so, and okay. So my stuff like aligns so well too with my big three in astrology. Mm-hmm. So like type two, very much like my cancer rising energy of like maternal energy, nurturing most women. Yeah. Are like will are socialized to be type twos, this like yeah. maternal helper, like giving of yourself servanty type energy. And so a lot of women mistype as twos when they're actually a different type because it's the role that they've kind of been thrown into as yeah. moms or caretakers, etc. Um and so but my dominant type two, it, because trust me, I have tried aimlessly to decide I'm a different dominant type. Because I'm just like, two, it's such a trap for me. Um, (laughs) But I'm definitely type two. Um, So that's my cancer energy. And then I have a wing to one, which we've already Mm. discussed. And that's like my cancer sun. And then my very suppressed and... Aquarius sun, right? Yeah, yeah, my Aquarius sun. Yeah. Yeah, is like my one wing um, of like activism and like wanting to do the right thing and like blah, 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 forward thinking, organization, etc. And then my, like, suppressed and often, like, denied three-wing is my Cancer Moon, which makes sense because Capricorn is the achievers, the threes are the achievers, as we will get to. And, like, Mm -hmm. your moon sign is what you need and what you aren't inherently, Mm. like, projected to lean into. But, like, that is my three. Because, like, for song, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm not a three. Like, I don't care about achieving. I don't care about money. I don't care about anything. And that was the same thing when I first found out I had Capricorn Moon. And but wow. now I'm slowly learning, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, like, such a performer, such a, like, low-key achiever, like, because, and it makes sense, like, in line with the twos, like, they're, the two-wing threes are, like, the host or the hostess, like, mm-hmm. they want to, like, put on a show, they want to, like, do things so as to impress people and receive mm-hmm. love that way. Yeah. Wild. I love twos. Twos and nines are my people. Mm. Because they accept they they make me feel like there's nothing wrong with me. <laughs> also, you see how messed up we are, and you're like, oh, I, I, I am not. Corrupt. Well, no, they like they like welcome me with like compassion and like love. Mm, yeah. Also, type type um if we want to typecast uh, uh, Anna and Elsa. Oh yes, Frozen. Yes. It's definitely like a one and two dynamic. For sure. We'll get into that when we do our eventual Frozen episode, yeah. but let us count the ways. Um, but, and then, so twos, yeah, disintegrate to eight. So, like, I mm-hmm. totally see that when I, like, start feeling, like, insecure or under stress, I get, like, mad. And, like, <laughs> because I get frustrated when I don't know how to help people or, like, oh, don't know how yeah. to help myself. Um, and also get fired up about, like, injustices and stuff with, like, my one wing. Yeah. Uh, it just goes to eight and like wanting to fix things. So I know how to like serve people better, but you can't always yeah. do that. Um, and then to integrate to four and fours are my favorite people. Um, and we'll get to fours obviously, but what that looks like for me in integration is like fours are the individualists. So being okay, being with myself. And like I said before, in my like theory about the triads, um, Twos have a lot of emotions and they funnel that into other people and can't always identify like which of these emotions are like their own because they are constantly merging with people. Whereas fours have so many emotions 
And like the mark of a healthy four, which I would be taking on when I integrate there is sitting with those emotions, but not letting them consume you and being able to see like, okay, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I can learn from it. This is how I can apply it. And I do that through leaning into these type four things of like seeing beauty, being reflective, doing something creative, like, Mm -hmm. oh man. Yeah. Like when I'm like, to quote person too, lost in the woods and like alone and can like think through things. Right, right, right. Yeah. Makes so much sense. Yeah. Type twos, if you're struggling, give me a call. I'll talk to you because I'm probably struggling too, but you know. We gotta, we gotta like fight really hard to like stay on top of our stuff. Oh yeah, and like self take care for yourselves, because type twos can definitely. I think of all the types really slack on the self care. Yeah, but also don't use that as an excuse to not actually confront things. Right. Yeah. Twos are really prone to kind of like giving too much and not like doing enough for themselves. But if you're just constantly giving and not receiving, then you're not actually taking care of yourself and you're not actually serving anybody because you can't show up fully as a human. Yeah. They tend to take on like this martyr role and that is not conducive to like obviously taking care of yourself. Yeah. Because the root like the root, um, what are they like the deadly sins? But it's like not that, or whatever. Yeah. Anyways, vices? for t- vices, yeah. For two is pride, because ultimately oh, yeah. they want things to be reflected back to them, and they want people to see them as like lovable. One is anger, and nine is sloth, right? Yes. Pretty sure. I believe so. Yeah, and and. Last thing about twos um, and, like, yeah, self-care. I think that, like you said, can be really avoidant of self-care because taking care of yourself is proving to yourself that you are lovable and you are wanted, like, by yourself. But, like, type twos are always looking to get that external validation. So to be able to do that for themselves is, like, almost – going against their like core wounding and like core motivations for everything. So I think that that it's not always like a conscious, like, Oh, I'm not going to take care of myself because like I need to be, you know, the one taking care of others. It's, it's almost like this deeper kind of like the type one wanting to reform everything. So as to reform in themselves, like the type two is avoiding loving themselves so as to like get that from other people instead mm-hmm. well on that note let's move on <laughs> yeah all right all so the right. center of the heart triad the, the threes type threes they're known again as the achievers they are success oriented pragmatic they're adaptable excelling driven image conscious um their basic fear is worthlessness and their basic desire is to feel valuable and worthwhile. Um, and type threes, yeah, they're the people who are going to like get stuff done. Like they are super motivated. They're like your CEO energy type things. Very Capricorn-esque, I would say. Yeah, 
they can disconnect from their heart really easily in order to uh, be things for people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They can kind of be, they can be chameleons, which is why they can be really successful. Um, but they're disconnected from their heart. So they have trouble. Once again, they're looking for worth externally because they have trouble finding that internally. Yeah. And I mean, one example of this is, so each type has a label that have been, has been put on to the type by like people in the modern era. Um, but there's also names for the types in combination with their wings. So, um, some people have like stronger wings. So I have a stronger wing to one. Emily, you have a stronger wing to nine. Both of them are equal. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, which is like perfectly normal, obviously. Um, but three wing twos are known as the charmer. So that that's like the chameleon, like adaptable to situations. Mm-hmm. They can work the room. But the three wing four is the professional. So they can like buckle down and like get stuff done. Yeah. And like show up in that capacity. So yeah, I mean, I know a bunch of threes and they are all just like very disciplined and driven. Yeah in the things that they want to do. Um, But yeah, I do see the heart disconnect there. Yeah. Of sometimes they're so focused on achieving and like showing up in the world as someone who is accessing resources or accumulating wealth or trying to like move up in the world in whatever capacity. Sometimes that's work and professional life. Sometimes it's in relationships. Sometimes it's, you know, I don't know, sports, cake decorating, whatever you're into, like, so focused on that, that they need to disconnect from the heart, because if they stop to think about how they feel about something, that'll slow them down. Yep. And ones and threes often have the same, like, end goals and can work really well together, because they want to, like, create an efficient, successful product or system or whatever it is, but their ways of getting there are going to be polar opposite and often divisive because ones are going to want to do the right thing and be very ethical and be in integrity throughout the whole thing. And threes are like, it doesn't matter how we get there as long as we get there. And like, Mm. they are very um, end goal oriented, I feel like, or like task oriented maybe. Um, And... Yeah, it makes them like highly, highly successful. Um, it makes them very admirable also, like people admire threes. Um, you can often see a lot of type threes on reality TV shows, which is interesting. Like, like most of the Bachelor and Bachelorette contestants are type threes. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> Bachelor a lot and I have seen it approximately one time. <laughs> <laughs> people admire them and they want to like be like them and so that also like fuels the type threes kind of cycle of insecurity that they can find themselves in because they're like oh wait if everyone wants to be like me then like me disconnecting from my heart and not looking within must be I must be doing something right so I guess I'll just continue this wow yeah and once you get attention for the thing that you're doing that's where you associate your worth yes yeah 
and again their basic fear is like a feeling worthless and basic desire is to feel worthwhile and like it's like major influencer energy it is that's why bachelor bachelor yeah and also most men are socialized into this type three energy as well so hate that for our society because no we're not just cogs on the wheel of capitalism i mean we are but it just shows like women are valued for their selflessness and men are valued for their productivity and that's really not allowing either people to be full integrated humans Hmm. Well, and speaking of integration, threes integrate to six, um, and who are the loyalists, so-called. Um, and so when threes are healthy, they are moving to this point of like being born with others, to use a judgment yeah. mantra, um, of being very secure and like responsible, but not for the sake of how will this, how will what I do reflect back to me of, like, my own feelings of, like, feeling worthwhile, but of, like, no, I'm doing this because I'm secure and I want to support people um, and support myself. And I I think of type sixes as very community-oriented and type threes as being, they're very focused on their image and how they come across to others because they want to be admired and considered worthy and so when type threes are integrating they are then focused on the collective and focused on the community and they're able to step outside of their kind of like anxious loop that's going on in their head of like okay what's like what's my next move what should I do to make sure that I'm still keeping this like image of of worthiness but they're stepping outside of that and focusing on something larger than themselves and in that they are as cheesy as it sounds like finding themselves yeah which is an interesting i'm interested to hear your take on then the disintegration to nine for threes um so i think so i think with disintegration to nine if we think of nine they're the type that is like people pleasing and can be Uh, they'll withdraw from conflict and type threes they want to be admired and they want to be considered worthy so it wouldn't suit their image well to be like this angry uh, Mm -hmm. disagreeable person and so in order to not uh, lose their worth with anyone that they want to impress they just kind of like detach withdraw and remove themselves from the situation instead of like standing for like what they feel because they really don't have a good grasp on what they feel so they i think disconnect even further um so as not to one like lose that image or sense of worthiness but also to like keep themselves productive and like keep them moving towards the goal and just kind of like pushing that pushing all that to the side wow true yeah yeah, because nines are so good at, um, and not always in the healthiest way of just like disconnecting and not again like waiting around to have a conversation like when there's conflict or stress or anything like that. And so threes are like, yeah, I can't, I don't want to waste time doing that. 
I would just rather keep the peace with uphold my image and move forward. But that's yeah. again, when threes are at a point of like stress or disintegration. And so it's about like moving towards integration and leaning into these core healthy qualities of the three of they're just, oh, I mean, I guess my parting words to threes are like, you are the people that are going to ultimately like change the world and like bring people together in a way that's different than any other type. Um, because you have the capacity and the drive to get things done and to do things and see the way that the world you interact with is reflected back onto who you are as a person. And if you don't Mm -hmm. like the world that you see, then you're not going to like the person that you see. And Mm -hmm. so the motivation needs to be behind like creating a system, creating an image that gives off all of the like light and beauty of who you are. Um, yeah. And like lean into the fours, your little four wing to see that, to gain that insight. Yeah. They're very inspirational people. True. Like you want a three on your side when you're like doing a group project or something. Anything. Yeah. But speaking of fours, let's move there. So fours, the... It's like, okay, I'm like, let me preface this with like, it's hard to like talk about fours because Uh, I'm not a four. And so they're, I guess this is true of all the types, but like fours, especially of like always feeling misunderstood. (laughs) Who understands them? Like I am hesitant to talk about them. I like can't with fours. And (laughs) is that because I disintegrate to a four? Or are there other issues? Well, for a really long time, I couldn't with eights because I disintegrate to eight. But okay, I so yeah, to that makes in spite yeah, of it. I used makes to be sense. like, I can't hang out with eights because I'm going to become, I'm going to disintegrate. Yeah, I think right. it's a little triggering to hang out with, to be around the people that you disintegrate to, at first. It's confronting, yeah. I should say. Yeah, yeah until you've like learned to harness that energy. Naturally, an uncomfortable place for you to be in, and yeah. being in those places and seeing how those people respond takes you back to how you responded in times of like wounding or trauma. Yep. Wow. But in reality, those should be the people, I guess, that you really learn from. Mm-hmm. Because you can, yeah, that makes sense. Integration in spite of disintegration, people. Oh yeah. my gosh. Okay. So fours, they are the romantic, the individualist. They are sensitive, introspective. <laughs> I like love this. I love fours. I'm always like no. Um, they're expressive, sometimes dramatic, temperamental. Um, their basic fears sometimes have- dramatic. They are dramatic. I would know because I just integrate to one, <laughs> <laughs> and I integrate to one. So everyone out there who like knows me to be super dramatic, know I'm doing my best. Yes, when you are. I'm dramatic no I'm just kidding um so their basic fear is of having no identity or personal significance and their basic desire is to be uniquely themselves and so this is where it comes from of like force feeling misunderstood because they are so Taurus like in this way that they're so attuned to beauty mm-hmm. and seeing that in such a unique way and from this just like unparalleled perspective and they just because of that they feel things so deeply like I said before and 
they're like quite emotional like and they just want to be uniquely themselves and they want other people to see that not in a three-way of like they want to right you know be um like feel valued or appreciated but just they want to be acknowledged that they have a unique and like beautiful perspective mm-hmm. on the world that other people don't have um so I guess kind of Aquarian also um and yeah and so it's such a struggle because if you're not a four and you're not attuned to those things it's just like why are you being dramatic or like right. why do I always have to make everything about like feelings and emotions like right things I've been told by superiors <laughs> in the past of like this isn't about feelings and it's like <laughs> then what is it? But I'm like, no, this is me integrating. Like if I'm feeling right. so deeply. Right. And um, yeah, this is why I love force. Cause I just like love that they go to these like deep places Yeah, and can like rest there. And a healthy four again, will acknowledge these feelings and emotions and like learn from them and grow from them and integrate them into beautiful things like art and music and poetry um, etc. But then an unhealthy four will be consumed by them and be this like melancholy, temperamental, dramatic in a not a productive way. Yeah. Type person that we we hate to see for them because we don't want all that like beauty and emotion and like attunement to what is so wonderful and that so many of us often dismiss or don't even see. Like yeah. we need fours to show us Type- that. Fours are very creative and, like, definitely the artists of society and have a way of taking pain and suffering and seeing even the beauty in that. And, like, there's so many, like, songwriters and artists and poets and, like you said, that are type fours because they can really, like, transmute pain into like a collective experience and express that in a way that can find the like poignancy in it Mm -hmm. and fours integrate to one and disintegrate to two and so I used to always be like oh my gosh like I want to hang out with fours because I like integrate to four, but four disintegrate to two. So am I bringing out the worst in them? Like yeah. <laughs> things to just think about. <laughs> like, am I like bringing out the worst in fours? But again, this goes back to like, is one sign better than the other? No. If every, we should all be striving to be our most like whole integrated healed versions of ourselves. And if right. you're doing that, then you're going to bring out the best in everyone. Like everyone has every piece of these different types within them. Right. So as much as I wanted to like deny like the eights in my life, I have eight in me somewhere. And even though I disintegrate that, it's integrating in spite of disintegration. I'll just keep saying it over and over and over. Yeah. And like, yeah, to realize once you understand again, what motivates these people, you grow in empathy for them and you see how they are a part of you and you're a part of them. And then we exist in reciprocity and we must, in order to be a whole society, again, coming back to fulfilling the circle of the Enneagram. Mm -hmm. Like we're all just individual points on the hexad until we see the complete picture. And then we see it as a whole unified circle. And that is what humanity needs to come to. Mm Mm-hmm. I'll breathe now.
Yeah, there's a specific role for everyone and fours fill that with their uniqueness and with their um, individuality in what they bring to every situation. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think like especially in this culture where we don't value feelings and we really just value like productivity and action over feelings like that can contribute I'm sure to the feeling of being further misunderstood because Mm. feelings are productive and the fours are the ones that are moving us in the direction that we need to be moved towards as a society which is like to feel our feelings and express yeah. them. So, for so stop, thanks for stop doing that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love fours. I love them so much. Um, okay, so moving on to fives. Fives, wow. The investigator? Is that what? The investigator, the observer, the thinker. Yep. Um, Starts the mind triad. It certainly does. Um, And so their characteristics are the intense cerebral type. Um, They're perceptive, innovative, secretive, and isolated. They are very much known for being super introverted. Any of the, like, Enneagram memes and stuff? Yeah, y'all go. The Enneagram meme pages on Instagram are limitless. Like, go follow them all. Um, But... They're always like, oh, fives just want to be alone. And it's so funny because, like, one of the very close fives in my life is so extroverted, but also such a five. So it's, like, always interesting to me when I see that. So fives don't think that you all just have to be alone at home. But I also know lots of fives that are super introverted. Anyways, the fives are the thinkers, the investigators. They – it's all about knowledge for them. So their basic fear is – um, uselessness, helplessness, or incapability, and their basic desire is mastery, competence, and understanding. I used to think I was a five. Really? I wanted to be a five because, like, because I didn't want to be a one because it was true. You know, <laughs> you know how you have that, right? Like, you know how you have that type that you're like, yeah, that, like, I could be a five because I like want to be competent but that's my motivation is different I'm mm. not doing it because I like want to know things I'm doing it because I don't want to be like wrong wow <laughs> that's so interesting yeah motivation is super important to keep in mind if you're like self-typing yeah for sure well and so so yeah so the fives they are very sometimes mistyped as threes because it is all about, so threes again being the achievers. Fives are like the achievers of knowledge, not of like necessarily action. Um, And so I once was having a conversation with someone then I was like, oh, I really thought this person was a three, but they ended up being a five. And they were like, oh, because it was never about proving things to other people. It was always about proving it to themselves and that is so true because threes look for external validation and fives are motivated by internal validation and so they're never satisfied with what they are the research that they're doing or what they know or um you know what they're learning they're very again first sign in the mind triad 
very focused on like intellectual energy and they find their worth by how much they know and how much they can share with people in that way. So fives often get to, um, they uh, get the highest degree, like the terminal degree in whatever discipline they study. Um, And so a lot of like PhDs over in five land. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, they're very intellectual. And so because they're so much in their head, I think that causes kind of the isolation that we see with type fives of wanting to be being more comfortable in their mind in their head because that's where they are and Um, also yeah being not wanting to be threatened by people who might know more than them so mm. maybe a tendency to withdraw from others a little bit because when you're interacting with others there's always going to be times where you're not the most knowledgeable or competent person in the room mm-hmm. yeah but fives are just oh my gosh uh, when i started learning about fives and started figuring out in my life who were fives i was like wow yeah i love fives they're very practical as well like they're definitely who you want to call when there's like a problem because they are very rational, very practical, and they won't bring emotions into it. Mostly. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. For sure. Yes. And so my brother's a five and um, we will like call each other for exactly that perspective of like, okay, I call him when I need like a, an analytical, like just mm-hmm. here are the facts. Here's some other information that I know to bring into it to your decision or whatever you're thinking through. And he'll call me when he like wants to know how to feel about something or how other people are affected. That's such a five, a five thing wanting to know how to feel. Yeah. And being open to it, even though it's something like foreign, like, yeah, wanting to know. That's interesting. And fives and twos are, I read somewhere once they're double opposites on the Enneagram. Oh, I don't really know what that means, but seemingly very, different approaches to everything. But again, this is the importance of like having these multiple perspectives so as to, you know, be the fullest, most comprehensive version of yourself. Yes. So So fives integrate to eight. Fives integrate to eight. Yes. And disintegrate to seven. So I, I think of that as like, Fives do best. Eights are like very also intense and focused. So fives are like intense with their mind. Eights are intense with their like intention and Mm -hmm. um, energy and motivation. So I find that when fives are really focused on one thing and really committed to that thing, that's when they're in their integrity and when they're, um, oh, is that what integration is? Like integrity? Yeah. Wow, and disintegration, disintegrity. Yeah. Wow. I guess I just never thought about that. Yeah. I was going to say, too, with eights, eights is such a body type, like mm-hmm. a body center. It's it's the beginning of the gut triad. So when fives are integrating, they're kind of like nines coming out of uh, – although nines are coming out of, like, their – I guess both are coming out of their minds and moving into – action and moving into their bodies. So 
when type fives are integrating, they are able to move forward with like confidence and, and passion and enthusiasm. Like eights are really strong um, leaders. And so mm-hmm. type fives can go from just like intellectualizing or uh, theorizing about things and actually putting them into action. Yeah. It gets them out of their head and into their body to mobilize yep. that. those thoughts. Wow. True. And then sevens are also just in the mind triad. So right. to disintegrate to seven, to have so many thoughts and so many things pulling you in different directions and to not be able to like centralize and focus your energy and really like yep. actualize it in the world. Yeah. Very scattered, sense. very scattered brained energy when fives are disintegrated. Yeah. Which is again, the unhealthy of the seven, yeah. which we will get to, but yeah, fives, I think of fives as like map makers and like, I don't know how many people are making maps these days, but it's just always what I think of when I think of them. Wait, really? Why do you think that? Just like a very like practical and like focused task to do? I think I think of fives, which is like, I don't know, just like sitting by candlelight with like a quill pen and like making maps. with like special ink and like writing, like drawing a map on a scroll. And then I don't know. That's amazing. I don't know why that comes to mind, but that's literally always what I think of in my mind. Wow. Yeah, I feel like I think of them as like a researcher. So that's similar. Yeah, definitely like people trying to get PhDs and things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, go find yourself some five friends and go to a trivia night. They'll help you out. Um, yeah. They know lots of information. Okay, moving along to sixes. So sixes, you, I know you have a lot of sixes in your life too, which again, I do not. I can think of very few sixes in my life. Um, but sixes are the known as the loyalist or the questioner, which is a title we don't often hear with the sixes, but I like it. Um, they're committed, security-oriented. Um, they are engaging, responsible. Uh, they can be anxious and suspicious. And their basic fear is of being without support or guidance. And their basic desire is to then have security and support. Um, Which, like, you can see now why I have sixes in my life, because I can provide that support, and they want it, so, like, I don't need to filter my, like, do you want advice or not, because they always do, (laughs) which is, like, great for me. Yeah, I mean, the vice of sixes is fear, Mm -hmm. and the virtue is courage, so Mm -hmm. when they're at their best, they're acting, like, courageously, but their, like, wounds are surrounding, like, fear and so then this forms this type of yeah self-doubt and skepticism of people so they're the loyalist because when they find people that they trust they will like stick with them through and through and like defend you to the death um and like but until they find that like they're going to like discern whether or not this is something that they can put their energy into because they can't risk being vulnerable with someone who isn't going to like show up for them or defend them when it comes down to it well and they do a lot of discerning because they are in the middle of the mind triad so they are Mm -hmm. the chronic overthinkers they are really in their heads they can get really anxious and they don't have an internal sense of authority like it's almost Mm -hmm. like the ones have that inner critic and the sixes have so many voices in their head that they can't even distinguish which is theirs Mm -hmm. and so they they they're very prone to wanting like external support 
and external voices, which is where on our last episode when we talked about type sixes in the Catholic Church, um, it was really helpful for priests and church leaders to designate a lot of people as type sixes, or I guess type sixes were drawn to such an institution that could tell them exactly what to do to achieve security and exactly what they do to could do to you know belong in a community because sixes are very community oriented Mm -hmm. um and yeah just like another type of person that i'm really drawn to because they are very um accepting uh as well because i think there's a lot there with they don't believe that they're going to be accepted by others right off the bat and so they they keep those bonds like you said and they are accepting and really trusting or they're paranoid but they're also like trusting which is interesting yeah and so then their integration and disintegration points they integrate to nine and disintegrate to three and i think the integration to nine is so key for them because again nines being the peacemakers that everyone has a seat at the table for sixes to get to a place where they can see not the value but like to feel comfortable and safe yeah with everyone yeah um is so important for the six such Mm -hmm. an important place for them to get to because they're there i mean sixes are just like they're such good friends. They're mm-hmm. such good people you, like you want in your life because they'll be there for you through and through and never in like a suffocating way. Right. Um, well, and to be in type nine where to grow into like the in accepting, like accepting that life is going to be difficult, accepting that um, people won't get along, like nines at their best are very accepting of all like life circumstances. And so to, for type sixes to move out of the kind of like constant fight or flight paranoia that they're living in to just accepting that life is good and life will go on is a really important step for them to kind of step back from the overthinking. Yeah. Um, again, the virtue of sixes is courage. And so we see type, a lot of type sixes in the military. Um, we see, which again is also like, uh, needing to be on, like on watch on guard for, right. It suits them. Who can I trust? Um, it's the same thing with the, the wounded, like, uh, they don't know, they can't trust themselves. So they're like, wanting to show up and be that for other people and also be told that and by being told that in hopes that they will heal that part of themselves that doesn't know who to trust wow and in community too yeah in mm, wow yeah wow chiron the wounded healer Mm -hmm. interesting i get virgo vibes from sixes do you yeah well Virgo to me, the perfectionist is more like a type one energy ish, but type six. Let me think about that more. You want to talk about their disintegration point, and I'll like think about it. Yeah, this one I'm also kind of like. I don't have any 
fully formed insights on of sixes disintegrating to three. I guess three is kind of more of like an individual like achieving mentality. So for sixes to disconnect from the collective in that way and to just keep like kind of like trudging forward um, right. would be an indicator of like, oh, this person is under stress. Well, I think of threes as image oriented, like I said, and I think when sixes can be in that overthinking spiral, they can be very focused on their external image and be in those unhealthy parts of a type three that are doing things just to get approval of others. Mm. Um, And I think especially as loyalists, like with their tie being to the communities that they're a part of and to the people who are important to them, they can fall into the default of like people pleasing or just like doing things in order to keep those bonds, not doing things to keep the peace necessarily like a nine would, Mm -hmm. but doing things just to preserve what they're a part of and what they're loyal to. Mm. Um, And as we can see with, uh, this pattern on the Enneagram, like type sixes are the center of the thinking triad and they integrate to the center of the mind or the center of the gut and they disintegrate to the center of the heart. So three sixes and nines are kind of, they're, they're, it's kind of, kind of tough. Like they're inherently disconnected from all three places, like no matter where they integrate or disintegrate to. Um, But they, yeah, I don't have a butt. (laughs) <laughs> don't have an to that. I don't know because I'm not any of those things but I'm sure that there's a way to work that out <laughs> yeah yeah huh yeah I don't know sixes I yeah I need more sixes in my life your six come be friends with me because I need I don't know it's I picture like specific people and how they fit into each of these Mm-hmm. Areas. Um, yeah, sixes. And sixes are the friends that you want around. So I really need some more sisters. Yeah, they're like the friend group people. For sure. They'll stick with you. Um, and not with the strings attached like our two friends. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um, I only have to be harsh on my twos because I am one point to be. Yeah. Self reflective and discerning. Okay. Um, so moving right along to the fun, like the fun type, shall we say, type sevens, known <laughs> as the sevens. enthusiasts. Oh my gosh. Sevens are so fun. Like they are the busy variety seeking type. Um, mm-hmm. they're spontaneous, versatile, acquisitive, and scattered. Um, as we mentioned before, uh, sevens are like the ones who are, they're, vice is gluttony so they're like never satisfied they always want more and usually this manifests in like hobbies and experiences but it also manifests like people and relationships and um they never want to be done with something and they never want to miss out on an opportunity they want to but they also get bored with things easily yeah so yeah they're like collectors of all things. Yeah. Um, their basic fears of being trapped, unfulfilled, deprived, and in pain. That's a big one. 
mm-hmm. um, and their basic desire is to be satisfied and to have their needs fulfilled. Mm-hmm. So again, it's like all these things driving them of like wanting and needing more, um, very like Sagittarius mm-hmm. Gemini energy. Um, and, but ultimately they just want to feel like full and satisfied. Yeah. Um, and so to constantly have that weighing on you, this is again, the tool for empathy thing of like, to constantly have that weighing on you of like, I will never be satisfied Yeah. in this life. I will never know um, like completion or like feel full in myself. So I have to keep searching for that externally in this like yeah. scattered, chaotic, like variety seeking energy is like exhausting even and for me a- to just talk about. Right. And it's once again ironic because how will you ever get your needs met if you can't slow down enough to even know what your needs are? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they do be trying though. And they're they great. They do be trying. Um, sevens are like the typically like the super extroverted, like go, go, go. They remind me of like a puppy who's just like always like excited and <laughs> they're very enthusiastic and always like wanting to get into stuff and always like down for a good time. Um, but yeah, they're they're refusing or not refusing, they're um they're trying to deny like pain and suffering. And so I think uh when a seven in your life like shares that they're struggling or share something that's difficult for them or shares even like a negative feeling or a quote unquote negative feeling that they're having to really take that very seriously. Cause they're often the fun friend who always keeps it light and positive and um, can sometimes be met with like shock or surprise when they bring up something that is not mm-hmm. just like, the typical like happy go lucky type seven. So um I think being like really understanding with that in order to help them along their path of integration as well, which is to a type five, um, that investigator type. So to focus their energy and really to like bring bring something to fruition. Like if we if we think of type seven as like Gemini they're integrating more to like that Sagittarius polar energy of looking more expansive at, at bigger concepts and going deeper rather than like scattering their energy um, with a bunch of different people and collecting things like you said. For sure. And then um, they disintegrate to one. Um, So, and then one would be like too rigid um yeah so yeah stifling this energy of the seven to like the beauty of the seven is their expansive vision and mm-hmm. um their variety of interests and things like that and so to have that stifled by these like more unhealthy negative qualities of one um of you know being too perfectionistic or you know not acting because they can't discern what is right. Sevens yeah. can't do that. They need to, but they do need to focus their energy into the things that they're passionate about because they'll get, they'll funnel that excitement that they have for so many things into one thing and actually like really delve into it like a five mm-hmm. would. Um, 
I heard somewhere once on a podcast, I think, that sevens are actually the most innately disconnected from the heart. Mm. And I think it's because they don't have any, like, integration, disintegration point or triad overlap or anything with Mm. the heart heart members. Yeah. Which the five, type fives don't either. Fives and sevens are the only ones that don't. But five does have um, their integration to eight, which is in the gut like body um mm-hmm. triad so maybe that's part of but it so but so do but sevens disintegrate or disintegrate to one which is gut yeah true i don't really remember what it was but i do remember that sevens are considered like the most disconnected from the heart which is so interesting to me because they're the ones who are so passionate about so many things but i guess it's like an external passion and not like a relational one maybe because they I, th- I think of it kind of as like gemini's like they are gemini's are the sign of non-attachment for the sake of being able to do and see and feel and think about so much but ultimately they like want to be in partnership because they're the twins they come into the world in partnership right um, so that's the vibe that i get from sevens well but. and if type sevens motivation is to avoid pain then how could they ever sit with their heart for too long because Mm. like yeah because it'll be broken yeah and you can't you can't just selectively numb emotions like you either feel the full spectrum of emotions or you cut yourself off from emotions you can't just well sevens try to just feel like joy and happiness but in reality they're cutting themselves off from such you know, so many other emotions that will lead to just greater integration and a greater human experience, which is really what they're after, is this like to really get the most out of life. And so, um, yeah, they try to, they try to really be that like bright light for other people while avoiding their own pain when in reality, their pain is, you know, their pain and suffering is something that will allow them to live a more full life, which is what they really want. Wow. And just imagine if sevens did that. Wait, they and would I'm be taking thinking, over the world. Like, right. And I'm just thinking when I'm disintegrating to a type four, how I can use, how I can climb the ladder, like to go from four, one, seven. Mm. Because if, if type sevens really need to learn to sit in their pain, like they could learn a lot from fours who can transmute their pain into beauty. And so mm-hmm. the Enneagram is set up to just like in astrology, like you have these built in parts of yourself that you can call upon to help you like walk up the ladder of integration. And this is also why it's so important to learn about your dominant type and your wings and your numbers of integration and disintegration. So you have five to learn right there, but it's important to learn the other ones too, because you can look at those degrees of separation of, um, yeah, like a seven disintegrates to a one, but what does a one look like when it's disintegrated? Right. It looks like a four. So like looking at all these different ones. Yes, 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 yes. Wow. Uh Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, sevens, we love you. Um, Okay, eight, the last one. Yep. Um, Eights, the challenger, the leader, the boss, um, all (laughs) names for the eight. 
They're the powerful and dominating type. They're self-confident, decisive, willful, and confrontational. Um, they're the basic- nines are quaking. <laughs> <laughs> the basic, their basic fear is being controlled, harmed, or violated. And their basic desire is protection and to be in control of their own life and destiny. Oh, I feel that. How so? I just, like, love that. I love it, too. And I just feel like poor eights always get such a bad yeah. rap. Like, I feel like when people are like, okay, but who's the best and who's the worst type? Like, yeah. people will be like, well, you know, they'll be very nine and be like, every, every number has, you know, it's great qualities and none's better than the other. But then they'll like low-key be like, but eights are the worst. Yeah. And I think that is such a myth and such so much playing to you the misunderstanding of what eights stand for mm-hmm. because they can come across because they're not afraid to like confront situations or to like be confident in their decisions or assertions first type of the gut triad mm-hmm. um like they aren't going to back down they will keep pushing you to make you because they want you to stand behind what you believe right and so they because they know what they believe and they'll fight for it yeah they will Mm -hmm. and they but they will like stand up for you through and through if you're confident in what you're saying like they don't like take any like bs from anyone they're not going to let you just talk to talk they're going to be like no if you're going to say something say it because you mean it and say it with intention know what your mission is stand behind it like challengers yeah yeah. but challenging for the sake of they want people to like be better and more authentic um and not be controlled be in power and be yeah be in their own power as you were saying that you might have seen my jaw drop because i was thinking of cardinal mutable and fixed signs in astrology and the first signs of each triad being the cardinal signs so eights are initiating twos are eights are initiating like confrontation and anger twos are initiating like feelings and relationships and fives are initiating like thinking and then the mutable signs being these like three sixes and nines who are just like impressionable and open to everything and then the fixed signs being ones, fours, and sevens, which, like, they all integrate and disintegrate to each other. Wait, I'm, this is amazing. Wow. We're definitely not the first people to, like, have this thought. But definitely not. Again, theorizing in real time. Wow. Okay, yeah. Amazing. So, yeah, so for the eights, like, yeah wow okay <laughs> are we okay okay so last what last enneagram episode we were like drunk and i feel like we're high on this one we're just like yeah like well theorizing in real time oh um, my gosh yeah no okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah because eights again okay well let's work i love backwards. eights and i don't have enough in my life see i yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like, one of my, like, best friends now is an eight, and I was shocked when I, because I was like, oh my gosh, like, 
I moved to this new city and like one of my best friends here is an eight like who am I because right. I literally like quake in the presence of eights because I would be like I can I literally cannot date because they're so triggering to me but then as I integrated more into my healthy two-ness and learned about these different types of things I was like I I know more about myself and I can stand up for what I believe in and discern yeah. what I what is meaningful to me and so when an eight challenges me I can be like this is me standing in my integrity and integrating literally in spite of my disintegration my natural path when I go to eight Yep. But now I no longer feel that way. I remember I was listening to um, the Road Back to You podcast mm-hmm. um, with Ian Cron and Suzanne Stabile. And that was like such a helpful like podcast for me and like learning about things. So they, each episode, they interview someone mm-hmm. about their type. Um, and the very first, uh, it might be episode two, but it's like the first interview that they do is with... Um, Oh my gosh, what's her name? She's like a a, a pastor. Um, oh, oh my gosh, I literally hate myself. Um, but uh, am I, or two's in the shame trial? Yeah. That's where I am right now. Uh, yeah. Um, oh my gosh. Okay, well, I'll think about it. But um, so she's like this like super rebel, like pastor, just like, dynamic like woman and she is an eight and I remember like even being tense listening to wow the episode because I was like I cannot be around eights but they asked her one of the first things they asked her was like what is it like like a day in the life of an eight and she was like being an eight is my initial reaction to every single person I come in contact with is f you and in that moment, like, I paused it, I paused the podcast episode, and I just, like, had this overwhelming sense of, like, wow, my heart goes out to eights. Like, that is so hard to feel things so deeply and so intensely that for her, like, that manifests as, like, literally, like, F you before yeah. she even knows anybody. And she's a pastor. And to not, like, trust, yeah, that the world is a safe place because we look back at the, like, childhood wounds theory type eights were as a kid either like manipulated abused or like some sort of power control was taken away from them which you know everyone has those experiences but as a type eight that really shaped their worldview Mm -hmm. so they're really focused on power and control so they're thinking who is in this room that's going to take that away from me and how can i protect myself against that and protect everyone else against that as well yeah yeah for sure oh my gosh Nadia Boltz Weber um yeah she's amazing um yeah no that's so true because it all does boil down for them for protection Mm -hmm. so this is another like a lot of signs of people you'll see like in the military of like being intense and seemingly like rough around the edges and not letting anybody in but they really do like want to go deep like this is like Scorpio energy for me yeah yeah. Well, and they integrate to a two, which is beautiful. Yeah, when they funnel that into like service to others and like showing up in love and integrity and Well, and it's the most pure form of love is like love that has fought 
and love that has protected and defended. Mm. And it's not like love out of like the disintegrated two place of like what's in it for me. It's mm-hmm. love that's like, I'm going to fight for you even when you don't know what you're fighting for. Or mm-hmm. I'm going to fight, I'm going to fight for people that don't have the ability to do so for whatever reason right now. Um, like it's such a, it's such like a parent energy to me. Mm-hmm. Like, a, like a parent who's very protective over their kid and would just do whatever they need to do to preserve the innocence of them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What do they disintegrate to? Five. Five. Yeah, so I think getting too caught up in what this looks like in the mind um, Mm. and being like having all that energy, but keeping it to themselves and not action, like putting it into action in some way in like service to others, but like keeping it all and just letting it like brew in their mind of like, yeah, I like, I feel this intensely, but I, I don't know what to do with it. Right. Um, and kind of like shutting themselves away and shutting themselves off to everybody else is, is dangerous for them. Yeah. Because it's then just like a concentrated, it's like a, like a grenade, you know? Yeah. It's almost like that lone wolf mentality of people that they're so sensitive to the sufferings of others and they work really hard to protect that. Mm -hmm. But then to be in situations or societies where that's not respected, they respected, they continue to isolate themselves and you can see how that gets like really damaging really fast with these people that have like major mental health issues that yeah can be that grenade sort of explosiveness Mm -hmm. instead of channeling all that into love the highest form of like the type two that really like selfless love and the type eight can back it up with real action oriented justice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Aries energy. Mm-hmm. Aries, Scorpio. Yeah. For sure. And Cancer, too. Mm hmm. I think eight wing nines are the bears. So oh, again, cool. That, uh, yeah looking out for everybody else and like yep. protecting people at all costs and doing what's right. Um, Definitely. For uh, Yeah. Again, that Chiron wounded healer of like wanting that protection themselves of like not wanting to be betrayed because they've probably been betrayed before. So they're always going to show up for people in that way. Wow. Uh, wow. Eights. Thank you for your service. <laughs> love eights. I love getting angry with eights. Because they're they don't repress their anger, and so it just like allows me to rage yeah. openly. You want them on your debate team? Or yes. Like, if you're playing the improv game objection. Yep. You want them there. Um, but yeah, wow. I don't know how we thought we were gonna squeeze all this into that first episode. Right. Uh, that I'm so glad halfway through we decided live on air <laughs> to make a part two. Right. 
Oh my gosh. Any final words on any of the types? They're all beautiful in their own way. I mean, true. They're nine ways. They, they are, right. They're all, I don't know, I just love how interconnected they are as well. And there's so many layers and you can find ties and connections to all the different types within yourself. Um, and ultimately that's what we need to do. Yeah, in combination with others and relationship with others and so helpful. Oh my gosh. There's so much more I could say, but <laughs> literally so much. Life the childhood wounds. discovery. Yeah, I was gonna mention the inner child, but we will do a future episode on that. Um, but if you enjoyed this episode, uh follow us on Instagram at the fifth element pod, rate and review, subscribe and Send this to a friend who you think needs to type themselves. Or because you don't yeah. I was gonna say you don't want to type others, but you can obnoxiously keep asking people <laughs> to type themselves. So this yeah, is a not, way you could do that. You're not supposed to type other people, but it will soon become unavoidable. You're but right. also for me that it like plays into like the empathy thing of like now I see people and like see how they interact or how I interact with them and I'm like Okay, you're not supposed to, like, type people and, like, impose that upon them. But, like, if this person were a six or if this person were a three or whatever, I now have so much understanding of and, like, empathy towards, like, yeah, why they're reacting this way, why they're talking this way, something, you know, because I see. So, anyways, it can be helpful in that way. Use it as a tool for good and not for evil. Love it. Amazing. Um, okay, awesome. Well... Make sure you're following us on Instagram. Like Emily said, you can sign up for an astrological birth chart reading before below in the uh, show notes if you're on Apple Podcasts. And uh, yeah, if you want to know your Chiron, your wounded healer, mm-hmm. what wounds are you healing in the world but not in yourself? Book a reading to find out. Boom. <laughs>